What is up, guys? Welcome to the Rural Youth Pastor Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Pickens. Super excited about today's podcast. We are going to talk about some awesome stuff that is going on um, just like today. So this weekend, I got to spend time with uh, Alyssa and baby Skylar. Just been a really awesome holiday weekend. Um, it was quite funny yesterday. Uh, Alyssa went to go see Skylar. I went and stayed in the room and watched the church uh, live stream, which was really awesome. Uh, kudos to the boss man. Um, anyways, uh, besides that, Friday night we had uh, Fire Fellowship. was really awesome. It was our 4th of July version, which is hot dogs, ice cream, and guess what? Anyways, does your church do that? I didn't think so. <laughs> Sorry. I am very biased about my church, and I will say that. Um, I just love what we do. And uh, God is good. That is all. And so anyways, uh, so Saturday morning, uh, I went to spend time with Skylar. And spent about three, four hours with her. And then Saturday uh, evening, Alyssa went to spend time with her and do what they call kangaroo care, which is like skin to skin. And um, so, anyways, Alyssa was doing that. I was like, you know what? I have my laptop here, have my iPad here. I'm gonna work some. So I relaxed. Had uh, they have these this chair? It's like a chair with a foot thingy, and I just sprawled out on it put my laptop on my chest, had my iPad in my hand, and went over old sermons in my notes. If you know me, I write a lot of sermons, and I have over 300 and some, both on my iPad and my laptop. I had to pray, because there were some I was deleting. I was like, man, nah. And there was this one that really got me, um, and it spoke out to me, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is what needs to be talked about on the podcast. So, uh, Ephesians 4.1 says that we should walk in the calling that we have. We should walk in that calling. Like, we should have that honor. Uh, we should have that, that peace, that understanding. I think, like, verse 2 even talks about the peace, the patience, and all that stuff. And um, it really hit me to where I was like, you know, a lot of pastors doesn't have that kind of like lifestyle where even not even the pastors the youth pastors or the worship leaders or stuff man they're so you know i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go and they're not willing to sit and wait and really talk to people and um, the reason i say that was today i took Alyssa to um took her out like i was like hey when you get back from the hospital um let's go let's go somewhere let's get out of the house you need out of the house, so um, I had some cash in my pocket, and I was like, let's go somewhere and just get out. So we decided to go to a local pool and kind of just swim and hang out and spend time together. And uh, we were swimming, and there was this boy there, and come to find out he had special needs, and he asked us our names and stuff and talked to us a little bit. And he almost drowned in this pool. Now, nobody around him was 
doing anything to help him or anything and he was screaming out so I lend my arm like I have battle wounds where this kid scratched my arm and I just lifted him up out of the water and just took him over to uh, calmer shores you know because it's a wave pool and stuff like that and he's freaking he's like hey thank you thank you oh my gosh I thought I was gonna die I saw my life pass before I, was, I said bro I got you and um, we talked for a little bit and he went out, he got out of the pool and got him some ice cream and stuff. And it was just really the sense of me sitting there and just really listening to that, that podcast that our job as pastors, as youth pastors, as leaders of the church, isn't to keep tradition going. It's not, Jesus was against tradition of all things. And reason that I think that when it says that we are to walk in the calling that we have, to walk in that calling that we're called to, um, in a sense, the way I think of it, Jesus called us out to be Christians, to be Christ-like. And every time that I think of Christ, I think of it like this outrageous, loving person that condemns religious people but loves on sinful people. Let me take it this instance. Um, if I would walk into a bar right now, religious people would go nuts. They would be like, oh, you're in a bar! Oh, going nuts. But what would be the real reason I would be there was to find sinful people and to talk to them and to pray for them and to reach them where they're at. Be the real Christian that I'm supposed to be. Jesus sat with sinful people. He reclined with them. And religious people went nuts at times. And they was like, how can you sit here with these people? Well, how can you not? You know what I mean? And that's how Jesus was. And that's why whenever I look at Jesus' ministry and like even these past couple weeks, man, I've got an outline of basically who Jesus was and how he did ministry. And it wasn't this whole like facade of, you know, Jesus healed and did all this stuff. No, it was the fact that he sat down with people and said, what do you need? And that's our problem today. We're so religious in a sense of instead of looking at people and saying what do you need we're like well can you change your looks can you change your outside appearance but we're supposed to sit down and pray with people and reach to their inner appearance let me put it this way if I was to walk into church with a pair of flip-flops holy jeans with mud on them and a t-shirt with a rib in the back People would freak out. Nobody would look at me and say, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Can I buy you some clothes? Or, man, are you doing all right? Do you need some help? That is our situation right now. And I feel that. I feel that like 100% because even when teenagers would walk into the youth room, man, I, my job, my priority is to really get a sense of where they're at, what they need, and how am I going to complete the mission? So that's in a sense of what I'm doing as a you know, student pastor is I'm looking at where the needs are. And that's that's our situation. That's what we need to be doing. Even as senior pastors, I think we spend too much time worried about 50 billion different things. And that's why I love Pastor Troy. And I'm not trying to boast him up. And Lord, he, I'm going to give him a big head and he's going to be he ain't gonna fit in the doors at the ministry center. But, man... <laughs> A person called 
needing food as a family. And the man went to Piggly Wiggly and got him food, got him water, and helped him out. We drove up a road that was literally four-wheel drive only and handed these people some food and prayed for them. And, you know, that stuck with me. That really did because any other pastor would have been like, ooh, I'm going to get my truck, or, or ooh, I'm going to get my SUV dirty, or uh, that person stinks, or, you know, just something stupid and religious. And that's where I'm at. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say here is thank God for people like Pastor Troy. Thank God for people that are at New Hope Baptist Church that are willing to help people, really willing to help them in situations. It's like, you know, I'm wanting to do a book bag drive uh, here in a couple weeks um, to where we help out students with book bags and pencils and stuff like that. And I think that would be a really awesome thing. Um, but that's kind of like in the works right now. But I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited that, you know, e even with this sermon that God really presented to me again because he wanted to show me, hey, I gave you this. It wasn't ready for the right time, but it's ready now. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, because it's funny how you get to a church and it's them. It's, it's who they are. They help. They help people, you know. And that's what it's all about. So, anyways, I love you guys. Um, I am heading, actually, I'm almost home. So, I'm kind of excited to be home. But, anywho, uh, love you guys. And I will talk to you later.